0: Let's look ahead to Friday in the NBA. There are seven games on. We'll look at injuries, look at streaming options. We'll look at things that we need to pay attention to. And we'll look to Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here. And it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and if I'm going to spend as much time in this studio as I did yesterday, you're going to need to hook me up with an Amazon Warehouse employee. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Picks, the easiest and the most exciting way to play. Daily fantasy sports, go to pricepeaks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code, all lowercase, LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Be a double banger. Go and watch the video. Go and listen to the audio. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Now, on the live mailbag show earlier today, I screwed it up. I hit the wrong button and I went and broadcast live on the landing page for the live trade deadline show. So now that page is dead. So I asked you guys to go and give us 500 likes in advance over there. And unfortunately, it's now dead because I'm an idiot. Well, that's what happens when you're dumb, right? But I've got a new one. So I want to get that one back up to 500 likes. Thursday, February 8th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern live trade deadline show. I want 20,000 people in there watching it. But I want you guys to pre-like it, to pre-thumb it up. I want you to pre-double bang. So go and hit that. You'll be a little thing up the top here that will uh, take you across. It'll be the pinned video at the top of the YouTube channel page. Um, You can easily go and find it. So just go and give it a pre-thumbs up. Make sure you've bookmarked it into your calendars that that is going to happen. We've got seven games on Friday in the NBA because the Warriors and the Mavericks game has been postponed. I don't know when that game is going to be rescheduled. At some point, we'll get information on it, and that might change the fantasy playoff fortunes of Warriors, Jazz, and Mavericks players with the two games that have been postponed so far for Golden State. But I don't know when that'll be, and I wouldn't be necessarily chasing those things. I guess there is some appeal, but as I talked about on the Mailback Show today, like you've got that Mavericks two-game week in the playoffs, but that week the Warriors play four games, so I don't know that they would reschedule it in that one. I think they'd probably like to find a week where both teams only play three and push them into a four-game week. That would be my guess, but I don't. No. So there's always a risk. Like, I'm going to go and acquire Mavericks players. I'll trade for Luca. I'll trade for Kyrie now because the two-game week becomes a three-gamer. And then if it doesn't, well, you're left with a two-game player. So be a little bit cautious and just wait and see what happens. Like, obviously, terrible tragedy that happened in the NBA. Let's just see where this goes. And I wouldn't be pre-moving onto it at this stage. The injury update for Friday. Of course, as I'm recording this, different injury news keeps dropping. Um, So we'll talk about what that is. Gordon Hayward, though, still remains out. Mark Williams still remains out. It looks like Williams is going to be out for a bit more time here. I they, I don't know because they don't tell us, of course. But Steve Clifford just said it's not responding, and he's out for a little bit of time. Uh, is that a week? Is that three weeks? We've got timetables not making any sense. We've got guys out for two weeks, being reassessed in two weeks and coming back in nine days. And even another one just dropped as I'm recording this. Like Zach Collins was supposed to be still out. He's back. He's at least close to back. He's listed questionable out of nowhere. Right. So he was out. I've got him um, on that list there, Zach Collins. like He's not out. He's questionable now for tomorrow. And that's way ahead of schedule. So I, I don't know with any of these. I would say Haywood and Williams are out at least another week. You don't have to hold on to them. Get that garbage out of here! It is official that Weminyama is out tomorrow. Zach Collins is questionable, though. So he's not out. So that if Collins plays, now they, he won't play the back-to-back, I'm guessing. But if Collins plays, then the Trojan Domi Barlow loses a lot of stream value there, obviously. Because Collins would play his 21 minutes, 22 minutes, come back from an ankle. Barlow maybe gets 20. Still okay value, but not as good as it would be if Dom played 25 or 26. And then that obviously limits Mama Killis, really. Or Zach might not play, and then Domi and Sandro are in play for all of the minutes still again. So, yeah, thanks for the confusion. Gaz Harris remains out for the Orlando Magic. Um, old mate. Who's the other guy? Anthony Melton remains out for the Philadelphia 76ers. With that back injury, a few more games there. Rob Covington is out. Ball Ball is out. Ben Simmons is out. Darren Sharp is out. Cam Reddish is out. I had listed DeAndre Hunter as doubtful. He is officially out now. The um, Hawks also just dropped um, Trey Young on the, onto the injury report with an illness as questionable. So that is a new one that just popped up. They also got... Um, Nick Richards onto the injury report as questionable with a big dick fella with a, an ankle issue that he sprained in the last game in the first half, came out, played through it, played almost the most minutes he's played in recent memory, but now he's on the injury report. If he is out and Mark Williams is out, Nate Mensa time, JT Thor, do they dare to play PJ Washington more than 26 minutes? That could be disgusting in that game. Absolutely disgusting. Well, it is. It's the Hornets, so it'd be disgusting anyway. I had Franz Wagner listed as a preemptive doubtful. He is... Um, he is officially out there as well, so it's good that we've got that news. That was the expectation, but he is out. Um, the Hornets, Bryce McGowans and Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is now officially questionable, as is Bryce McGowans, Now McGowans had been starting in place of Miller, um, and if they're both out, Cody Martin jumps into that spot. Well, actually, no, McGowan's got benched for Cody Martin, didn't he? My bad. Anyway, he's not in the rotation. Daniel House Jr. with a questionable tag, Jaime Huckes. Someone said I like, I say hi me wrong because I say hi me instead of Jaime. Jaime Hakes. Apologies. It will take a little bit of time for me to get to that. Jaime Hakes. He's questionable. Um I yeah, I I, I want to see this. I know what's gonna happen. Hakez is going to return. And some other dickhead's going to go out on that team, and we're still not going to see what they look like with a regular rotation. We just won't know, and it will be annoying. But Jaime might be uh, available, but I doubt it. Kevin Love missed three in a row. He's questionable. I'm listing him questionable at this point. Haven't gotten an official update from the Heat. They're usually pretty late on the uh, updates. Torres Halliburton, absolutely from the top rope. Yesterday got listed questionable for Thursday's game out of nowhere. Now, of course, they've already ruled him out. The Actually, you know what? At the time of me recording this, it is 5.23 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Mark Spears tweeted out that Rick Carlisle said that Tyrese Halliburton was actually out for Thursday. But the injury report that dropped two hours later still had Halliburton listed as questionable. So I don't really know what to make of that. Like, I don't think that Carlisle is lying. I don't think Mark Spears would report this if he was lying. But why didn't they update the injury report? Hmm. How very, very, very curious. Very curious. Pascal Siakam, I'm going to list him as questionable as well. I think there's a real chance he does not play here. Obviously, he's out on Thursday. Siakam. I'm not sure that he joins the team for Portland. I think both Halliburton and Siakam probably do miss the game on Friday and then maybe return for their next one. There's a bunch of blokes. We still don't have an updated status on for the Pacers for Thursday, so I don't know if they're going to play Friday. Aaron Niesmith, Obi Toppin, Ben Matherin. All these guys remain questionable. Andrew Nemphard actually popped up with a a spine sprain. Ever had one of those before? No. Didn't think so because I don't think they exist. But they are all still questionable for um, Thursday's game. Matisse Leibel sprained his ankle in the last one for the Blazers. He is questionable. And to no one's surprise, uh, both Christos Porzingis and Derek White are absent now. I had them as probable. I thought they were going to play. I had them as probable for that game. Um, but they were, they're off the injury report and they're ready to go. And of course, um, with the uh, what was I going to say? With the Blazers game on Friday, uh, snow legend DeAndre Ayton should be available and ready to go. Olaf, the big fella, he should. I don't imagine that he's being iced in again, and he should be available and ready to return. Let's just have a quick look at how the back-to-backs run Friday into Saturday. There is only one Thursday-Friday back-to-back, and that is the Pacers. Heading into Saturday, these are streamable days, and we're looking at the Hawks, the Hornets, the Sixers, and the Spurs. We already know Wembenyama's sitting one. We've got the uh, Trey Young illness popping up. I don't think DeAndre Hunter's going to play in these games. The Hornets, (laughs) okay. Brandon Miller, Nick Richards, a million guys could sit those games. And the Sixers, I think Embiid plays, but he also might not play in one of them. Covington's out, Melton's out, but who knows about Embiid? So quite a few question marks across those four teams that do have the back-to-backs Friday through um, Saturday. Today's episode... Is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors, the legends that are eBay Motors, have partnered up with me, Josh Lloyd, at On Fantasy Basketball, to give you some of the best fantasy picks each week, whether it is something that's a daily draft, a weekly scenario, a waiver-wise stream move. We can find the best parts to fit on a championship team because eBay loves a guaranteed fit. Who are my eBay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week? Hmm, that's a really good question. I am very interested in Jabari Walker in Portland. Do I think he's going to be sick? No. Do I think he's going to be awesome? He might be. But he started next to Jeremy Grant last game. And I thought he would have value when Grant got fake injured at the end of the season. But if he's starting already now and he played 30 minutes last game, I'm a little bit more interested in just taking a plunge now. I don't think he's going to blow up while Simons and Grant and Scoot and all those guys are taking a lot of shots and Aiton's next to him. But it just might be enough of a baseline to enable you to have him, use him, and then hopefully things take off later in the season. So, is that going to help you win a fantasy championship? To be honest, it actually might later in the season. You never know. eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And that is the same with your vehicle. eBay Motors has 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. So you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. You can get brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers. Whatever it is your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, all your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to US customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. Do people actually fix their own cars? It's so foreign to me because me, like complete like wimp who stays inside and talks on a computer all day. Yeah, has no idea about fixing up my own car. I just get someone else to do it. I, I don't trust it. Because I'd probably put something in the wrong spot, much like you know, hitting the wrong live stream button on the uh, trade deadline show early today. And no, I'm not over it. and I'm not sure when I'm going to recover. So let's talk about what we need to talk about here from streaming. Who are the streams of the day? And unfortunately, I did have Dominic Barlow on this list. We'll see. I kept him here, but yeah, we'll see. I've got Big Nick Nick as well, who's the 10-team stream of the day if he plays. Now that he's questionable, will he play? I, I guess he does, but... If not, ooh, yuck, they're in real strife. Maybe it, we, would, we wouldn't we would use Nate Menser as a 10-team stream, but he'd be on this list. I've got Jeremy Sohan as a 12-team stream. I, I really like what he's doing at the moment. There's no Wemben Yama as well. I've got Jabari Walker as the 14-team stream, and I've got Domi Barlow as a 16-team. Now, if we hear Zach Collins is playing and no minutes restriction, he's right at the top here. If he's available, you stream him in all spots. Dom Barlow could still have value as a backup behind Zach. Um but the overall upside value of him is reduced. And my points league streamers are Jeremy Sohan for Yahoo and Jeremy Sohan, again, for ESPN points leagues. What's on my radar? Well, the first game is the Spurs and the Hornets. I want to see what's going on with the horse, Keldon Johnson. His minutes are down. His production is down. He's just been putrid. Does that change if or because Victor is out? It's possible. I am less than convinced that Keldon Johnson remains a category league player. Uh, Points league, sure, you can hold, but I'm very, 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 very ready to jack him off. Um, For the Hornets, Miles Bridges has been pretty disappointing since the mellow ball returned. Efficiency hasn't really changed. His assist rate is down. His usage is down. And those last two things were very obvious. We knew that was going to happen. But he hasn't really... Like, after just blowing up onto the scene early in the season, he hasn't... uh, He's been nowhere near... Let's rephrase that. He's been nowhere near the player that he was to begin that breakout season. And it is also worth remembering in his breakout season, he was great to begin the season and tailed off and became sort of average ish, a bit better than average towards the end of the year. This season came back from suspension, fantastic. And then it's tailed off. So does he lack the overall um, competing stamina to keep going at that high level? I don't know, but we've seen that happen twice. I like Sohan as a stream. Obviously, Zach Collins and Don Barlow, depending on their individual situations, are in the mix there. For the Hornets, well, for the uh, some for the for, for the Spurs, and for the Hornets, Nick Richards is the guy we look at. Again, he might not play. And then we have we have to go to Mensa. Jesus Christ, the genius, Nate Mensa. Um, we could go to PJ Washington, or we could use the God of Hammer, JT Thor's. And in all of those, they're just deeper league type scenarios. Philadelphia and Orlando, the next one. Kelly Oubre Jr. has been pretty poor. And I don't think that you need to hold him, but with only seven games on, there is at least some value in looking at Oubre. And with Melton out, it just does bump a little bit. It just hasn't translated at all. For the Magic, Markel Fultz played 30 minutes last game. Do they just elevate him into the starting line? They've been starting Suggs, Caleb Houston, and Chumura KK. With Franz Wagner out, it's pretty easy to move on from a KK or Houston if you want to and put Fultz and Suggs together, even though that shooting pairing is not great. Although, to be fair, Jalen Suggs is shooting 39% from three, unlike... Double the amount of temps that he took last season per game, I think. So maybe it's unfair to say that that's a non-shooting backcourt when Suggs has actually turned into a decent volume, good shooter. Sometimes these things stay in our head. It's like Max Struess being an elite, an elite shooter. Percentages would tell you no, he still is a good shooter. But we have these things stick in our head for so long, and yeah, maybe we're in that stage with Suggs where I again I reflexively go, oh, I can't play them together, I can't shoot. Suggs can shoot. I don't know if it's going to last, but. At the moment, he absolutely can shoot. In terms of streams, Nico Batum continues to be awesome for category leagues. He's not a must roster player by any stretch, but when you get someone who can go five 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 two two with two threes and be just a key piece who's unbelievably important on the court and gets those good minutes, that's what Batum does. And there is a little bit of value in that for streaming. And the dart, Goga Badadze, we saw Wendell Carter have two really good games off the bench with high efficiency. Part of Carter's problem to begin this season was incredibly low efficiency. And he was at like 49% from two when he was at 61 last season. He's bumped that way back up. He's shooting his threes at like 40% this season as well, Wendell. I don't know how that... What we know that it impacts Mo. He's out of the rotation, Mo Wagner. But how do they run the Goga and Wendell combination? I still think Goga is a 12-10 league guy for now. There's no guarantee that he's going to hold. But for the short term, I I do like it. Denver and Boston. Huge game. Basically clean injury reports apart from Julian Strouder being out in Denver. I want to watch Jamal Murray, the headmaster, who's been pretty good for most of this season. He sort of hasn't taken this big step up. We all know that we see Jamal Murray do these things in the playoffs. and We go, man, it's time. Yeah, he's going to be this All-Star. He's going to be an All-NBA player. He's going to step forward. And then it's back to the same shit that he always does in the regular season. That is like clockwork. He hasn't really shown an ability to push it further in the regular season. Not suggesting he's going to do it here, but it's just something to watch. And then Derek White. We know that he'd been slumping bad. He's back from his one-game fake ankle injury. Let's see if he can turn some of that shooting number around. I think he can, because I just don't think it's going to hold that low. In terms of streams, there's not a lot there. We can look at Reggie Jackson. We can look at Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, The value of a Luke Cornett or Sam Hauser is, is down, obviously, in a situation where the Celtics, as they are in this one, are fully healthy. Today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also coincidentally and conveniently, the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Instead of worrying about a salary cap, instead of worrying about the thousands of other people you're up in a tournament and a contest against, well, it's just you in this one versus the numbers. Man versus machine. Individual player projections. And you look at them and go, more or less. Easy. Is it points? Is it rebounds? Is it assists? Well, you choose. They've got so many different players, so many different stat types. You just look at the number and go, hmm, less you can buy between two to six of those into an individual entry and you can win up to 25 times your money back. So simple, so fast, and so fun. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash locked on The code is locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. Let us round this big fella out now. We're going to look at Phoenix and New Orleans, the Suns and Pelicans. Grayson Allen went absolutely crazy last game. People still aren't convinced that he's a must Roster player. He is, and he has been for weeks, literally basically all season. So, yeah, let's go with it, and let's see what he does. In the Pelicans, I want to see what's going on with Herb Jones, because he didn't play much at all. With him and Trey Murphy sort of eating into each other, and then you throw the added variable that now Jordan Hawkins is a 20-minute-a-night player. Somebody's losing out. And if Herb's a 24-minute-a-night player, he is no chance a 12-team league guy. So let's see how they use those minutes. In terms of streams, Eric Gordon's like a 24-25-minute-a-night to 25 minute a night player. He plays in some of their death lineups with KD at center. And he can be good. He can be bad. Someone uh, said, man, why did you like have to like, kill Gennaro Gattuso? He was a legendary player. He wasn't that bad of a coach. I wasn't calling Gattuso shit. I was referencing a sound drop that I can't use anymore of his legendary press conference where... He says, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. And that's what Eric Gordon is. But we stream it because the role is relatively secure. And then on the Pelican's Larry Nance. Of course, we want to watch the Nance-Valentunis minute split. How does that all play out? Nance is at least streamable for 14 teams and definitely 12s as well. Whether it's a long-term ad or not, well, that's the big question that still remains. The Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat and Yekara Kongwu and Click Capella both played 27 minutes apiece last game. Is that real? I bloody hope so, but I also am not confident in it. What we do know is that Sadiq Bey is not it and DeAndre Hunter is out. So there is a chance for a Kongwu to do it, but get ready for 20 minutes while Capella plays 28 or a 24-24 split or something just to further tease us about his potential or what the hell we need to do with him in fantasy. For the Heat, Caleb Martin played more minutes than Nikola Jovic, who started at power forward. I don't think that Martin's going to be a must-roster 12-team league player, but if he's getting 30 a night, and then we'll see how that works with Jaime Hakez, whether he is back or not, that's something for us to pay attention to. Martin is at least worth a look in 14 teams as a regular guy, and in 12s as a streamer. That's why I've got his name down there as a stream guy on the uh, on the list. And also, the Hawks, you can go ahead and stream Alpha Carver. Their rotation continues to be one of the weirdest rotations in the NBA. They just don't play anybody, including their just, I think he just turned 20, second-year player, AJ Griffin, who did some stuff as a 19-year-old in the NBA that not many players do. But there is obviously some stuff that's going on with him and the team that is not, not basketball-related necessarily. He's quickly joining my list, AJ Griffin, of players I just want to see somewhere else. And you will notice that one of those players that I've talked about all season, Quentin Grimes, his name is appearing everywhere. And do the Knicks make a trade for DeJounte Murray? I actually think think Murray might end up in Brooklyn, to be honest. But if Grimes finds himself into a role, i will be very interested in it. His name is just popping up in too many spots. He's clearly displeased with the role. And... Tom Thibodeau just suppresses guys a lot. He's an interesting player. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with the Hawks. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. The Pacers and the Blazers. Um, back-to-back here for Indiana. Just, who knows? Smith Neesmith, uh, Matherin, Halliburton, Siakam. Who's playing? I couldn't tell you. We'll find out tomorrow. It makes him a shit show. For the Blazers, Malcolm Brogdon started last game. And he wasn't going to. What Chauncey Billups said was that after their road trip, they wanted to make change things up and it was going to be Shaden Sharp starting with Anthony Simons with Scoot coming off the bench. But Sharp got injured, so he went with Brogdon instead. So I imagine, especially because they beat the Nets, that Brogdon continues to start and have some value. Now, I don't think that if he gets traded, his value improves at all. You can use him now Part of the reason why he was a drop was I didn't think holding him for the trade deadline made sense, and he was playing 18 minutes a night. And it didn't make a lot of sense to me for a team like this, who had the third overall pick, who was playing big minutes, and they were trying to develop him, that he would get benched for 30-year-old walking hamstring Malcolm Brogdon. That didn't make a ton of sense to me, but that's where we're at, and that's what they did, so Brogdon's back into a sizable role where you can go and use him. Did I screw that up? Yes. Did I use Logic with it? Yes. Did Logic not work with Chauncey Billups? Also, Yes. In terms of stream guys, I would look to Neesmith if he is available, but I don't know that he's going to be. And then on the Portland side, Jabari Walker's the guy I really do want to focus on here. I think he will start again. I don't think they would have made that change of benching Kamara and starting Walker, and then they win the game and they revert back the next one. Maybe they do. Again, Chauncey Billups. But I think that he is worth a look here and worth a stream and worth even like a speculative stash ad. The Brooklyn Nets, the aforementioned shitful Brooklyn Nets against the Lakers. Spencer didn't we in his once-a-year good performance. Can he carry that over to the Lakers, or does he go back to being a guy who shoots 20% and plays 24 minutes? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? Because if he's a 24-minute player, he's clearly not rosterable. If he's a 36-minute player shooting 60%, then he is. I know which side of that I want to be on, and it's the side where he's not rosterable. In terms of the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell could have played 40 minutes last game. He played like 36 minutes before four minutes of garbage time. I don't understand the roller coaster that is D'Angelo Russell. He's on a hot streak. Absolutely. I'd try to sell high as quickly as I could. I just don't believe... Not that, not that I don't believe in D'Angelo Russell. I know that if D'Angelo Russell plays and gets given the ball, he will put up numbers. My problem is with him is that I've seen the Lakers bench him twice in the last like nine months. Playoffs and then earlier this season. I've seen them bench him while starting, playing 24 minutes a night. Because they worry about the defensive fit with him and Reeves. They worry about whether it's additive enough to have him there playing alongside LeBron and taking the ball out of LeBron's hands. And while it works, it works. And then if it doesn't work, then he's toast. But at the moment, it's working. So let's see how they continue to deploy him and force feed him a lot of minutes. People think that I hate Daniel Ross. I just don't think that... I don't. I I don't know the man. I just don't think that he is this super high-level winning, contributed player. He can be really strong. He can be solid for certain teams. But... Overall, things always tend to get found out about him, and then he sees roles and minutes reduced because it actually makes the team better. That's usually what happens. Streams. Dennis Smith. Really disappointing minutes load for Smith last game because that was because Dinwiddie got hot. I think you can use Smith as at least a streamer, but the fact that they were so willing to pump those big minutes into Spencer... Admittedly, he played really well. Uh, does take a little bit of that shine off Smith. In terms of the Lakers, it's probably Torrey and Prince, but finally we saw his minutes reduced last game. Whether that's a real thing or not, I don't know. In terms of two-for-ones, we're looking Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Back. It is Nick Richards, although the uh, asterisk, they've got to be on the, the ankle. So, Nate Mensah? I can't believe I have to say Nate Mensah that many times. Jeremy Sohan, good uh, two-for-one. Nico Batum, bubble champagne. Paul Reed and I've got Don Barlow there as well, because I don't believe that... Well, Zach Collins won't play both games, so Barlow's going to get minutes in both games. Um, Collins might play neither game, and that means Barlow could have a big start and then a reserve game, or well, actually, what? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Collins doesn't play Friday, and then both him and Wembe Nyama play Saturday, and then Domi doesn't play, so I correct that. I still think Barlow's worth a crack. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. If Collins was ready to go, you'd play him in the game that Victor didn't play, I think? Or am I overthinking that? I might be overthinking it. Anyway, Don Barlow, maybe. We'll have a crack. Let's look at the chunks, Friday through Tuesday. These are all quality game days. These are all streamable days, so you're looking for the guys that have three, and there's quite a few of them. Nick Richards has got three, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Goga Badadze has got Friday, Sunday, Monday. Jabari Walker, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. Jeremy Sohan, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Nico Batum, Friday, Saturday, Monday. And basketball, Paul Reed. Friday, Saturday, Monday, just quietly. B-Ball Paul, terrible nickname. Dreadful nickname. It's like calling me Podcast G. G? G. My name starts with J. Podcast J. And you know what happened then? Is I went to say that's a terrible nickname. And then I realized that Paul George's podcast is called Podcast P. So what do I know? A bit. They're, They're all terrible nicknames. Anyway, five and eight. Who's got the big loads coming up? Hawks, Hornets, Pacers, Suns, Blazers, Spurs. Friday through Friday, five games in eight nights. Halliburton, hamstring, watch. Blazers, fake injury, watch. Jeremy Grant, generate knee. Spurs, Wembenyama, overload, watch. Zach Collins watch. Hawks, Trey Young seems to be on the injury report every day at the moment. Hornets, <laughs> cool. Whatever. Someone's gonna be out. I know that much. Um so that's where we've got the five and eights. In terms of 10-team streamers for Friday, we're going to go to Nick Richards, Trey Jones, Gogo Badadze, Jeremy Sohan, Jabari Walker, and Markel Fultz. On the 12-teamers, these are all 60% plus available. It gets a little rough. I'll be honest, the, the, the bottom of this list is not particularly strong. you got Larry Nance, Nico Batum, Caleb Martin, that's fine. And then we get into Julian Champagne, Dennis Smith, Cody Martin. Ugh, it's not great, but there is something there, especially when you want to hit that back-to-back value as well. For deeper leagues, we've got Paul Reid. Johnny Isaac, the artist, formerly known as Torian Prince, Josh Richardson, Joe Ingles, and the Trojan himself, Domi Barlow. And for the Points League streamers, these are 55% plus available. Nick Richards, Jabari Walker, Jeremy Sohan, Goga, Badadze, Cole Anthony, and Caleb Martin in Miami. And that, guys, will do it for me today. I'll be back later with a recap of all of Thursday's five games. In the meantime, go find that live trade dead, trade deadline show. Let's get those thumbs up to 500. And if you are wanting to be a double banger, thumb this video up as well. Subscribe, ring the notification bell. And maybe, maybe triple bang it. Who knows? You could do that. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. See ya.